Hey guys, welcome to Droolish. Joey here. Let's get to it. Hey guys, welcome back to Droolish. I'm your host, Joey Montano. Today's episode, well, I mean, you guys should know it by now. Uh, Wednesday or Thursday release, talking about football. Tomorrow night, I know it's Wednesday, Thursday night football. Uh, yeah, it is time for week 11 of the NFL. Now, before I dive too deep, for those of you who are still new to the podcast, Droolish is a sleep and relaxation podcast catered and focused on helping you fall asleep. Today's episode, I'm going to continue the rain and maybe fire crackling sounds in the background. I've tried the wind before. It feels like it's a little bit off during my transitions. I, I'll definitely certainly improve upon that. I want everything to feel seamless. Uh, if you, like I said, if you're still new, uh, aside from the background noises, I talk about a variety of subjects. Uh, every Wednesday or Thursday, I would generally release a NFL picks episode, and it's been something that I've been doing since the beginning of the NFL. Uh, I think it's pretty cool to not only have a little bit of relaxation, uh, but if you aren't fully aware, but I'm pretty sure by the time you get to a minute three or four, you realize that my voice is very yawn-inducing. And it's pretty easy to just stop listening and just tune me out. The good news is uh, that will help you, that should actually help you fall asleep in some cases. So, uh, you know, at least that is the under that is the concept of the podcast. Uh, considering I'm still getting downloads, <laughs> uh, it means I might be onto something, or at least, the, or at the very least, I'm helping. I don't know, like ten or twenty people that continue to keep having those initial day over day downloads. So. Uh, sit back. Uh, if you have a gambling bone in your body, um, well, don't listen to me. No, uh, actually, I do. I do pride myself on actually getting a lot of these picks right, and I'll explain a lot more as we go along. Uh, that said, uh, this week in the NFL, uh, especially this episode, we're going to talk about uh, last week's picks. Uh, review that. We're going to go over the anti-power rankings, which is still my favorite subject, where I go over the worst worst NFL teams and just give them, you know, just give them their moment of glory. And we'll go over week 11 picks as well as upset picks. So uh, sit back, close your eyes and listen to the rain as it comes in. Perfect. So starting off reviewing week 10, reviewing week 10 of the NFL. I'm going to say this right out of the gate. It was a terrible week. Like, an atrocious week. Now, there is a silver lining out of this terrible week. Now, before I even give you my record, uh, if you are interested in fantasy football, I am on the Yahoo Fantasy Football. Uh, feel free to look at look up fans of Detroit and fans from Michigan. If you're already on, on that, you feel free to search me, type in Droolish, and it'll pop up. Uh, that being said, week 10, yikes. Had a I had a five and eight week. This is the worst week I have ever had picking. Period. Now, the silver lining is that my overall rank moved up three percentile. I was like seventy two. Now I'm sixty ninth, which means I've actually did better than a majority of the people that picked Yahoo that did Yahoo picks last week. So they were probably at four and nine, at three and ten. It, it's absurd. 
Now, I usually, and I, d- I love putting context behind the wins and losses, so uh, I feel bummed, but I also don't feel bummed, and you'll, you'll see why. Well, I do feel bummed. <laughs> so, the first game, let's begin. Uh, last Thursday, it was the Los Angeles Chargers, and Yahoo, before I, I'll take a step back, Yahoo always focuses, focuses on the favorite first, then the underdog. Uh, other, I know other sites do home and away. Um, we're talking about favorite first and underdog second. So the Chargers were the favorite against the Oakland Raiders, and you guys t- have heard me talk about the Raiders and how they were trash early in the season, but they've been improving throughout uh, midseason and even, uh, I don't know, they've just been on a roll. I think they lost, like, prior to this game, I think they won, like, the last four or five games. Um, I think they're even on the road against, like, the toughest NFL schedule, like, week over week. So Oakland comes in Thursday night and gets the victory. It, it was a pretty fun game um, against the Chargers. I told you guys that this was going to be a very close game, and the reason why I picked Oakland as the underdog is because the Chargers have not shown the ability to win games when they need to. Um, they've shown the w- ability to win a game when the other team hands them a victory. But Oakland, uh, I've watched the games. I'm watching more of the games, and they have the ability to close out. Uh, it might be a Gruden factor, but they know how to win a one. They know how to win ugly games, and this wasn't so much an ugly game, but it was a back and forth that was was. was let's be honest, it was pretty entertaining. And these types of close games, I trust Oakland a lot more in finishing the job than Los Angeles, and that, that's what it was. Um, this was a close coin flip. Even Yahoo had 52% picking it, uh, picking the Chargers, and 48 had Oakland. And I gave the edge to Oakland strictly because of that game finishing ability. Uh, seemed to have worked out, and we got that first win. So, again, what what to know. The next week, or sorry, the next game, started Sunday. I picked, uh, sorry, the, the Chicago Bears were favored over the Detroit Lions. I picked the Lions. Uh, this was before Matthew Stafford was benched um, due to an injury. So, I well, I can attribute that. I mean, honestly, if had I known Stafford was benched, I would have switched to Chicago uh, immediately. But I make these picks ahead of time, and I don't like to go back and change it. Um, that doesn't do anyone a favor because I don't want to come back to this podcast and say, "Oh, I changed this," late, you know, late at the very end, which kind of defeats the purpose of me actually tracking, like for you guys. Unfortunately, Stafford um, was benched um, due to injury, and he might be sitting out the rest of the season. But because of that, uh, Chicago. I watched the game. Chicago was terrible. Like I don't care if Trubisky threw three, three touchdowns. It was, you know, it was, it was just checked down, overthrown, like it was, he was terrible. Uh, Detroit did not do themselves any favors. Uh, the back of quarterback was okay, but Chicago's defense is still pretty stellar or pretty solid and against a very, uh, a very uninspired Detroit offense uh, at the moment without Stafford, uh, Chicago just consumed Detroit. Uh, this, this, this reminded me of every like nineties Detroit game and early two thousands Detroit lions game that I've watched which was just disappointment, like just not just flat, but there was just no, there's no sense of threat, no sense of urgency. There's a lot of confusion and a lot of mistakes. Like the amount of disappointment I have Detroit in this game, and I, I'm a big NOC North guy. Uh, this this should have been like a 35-20 game, even probably 35-14 game. Just Detroit with Stafford in. Uh, that's how much Stafford is valuable. But they just completely they're they're done. The season's done. I've never seen a season full like like this. I'm just I'm very sad. Oh, it's ter- it's terrible. 
so Chicago gets the win there. That was a definitive pick. Um, not, I'm not talking that, that any any loss here. It's just unfortunate. I picked next game the Baltimore Ravens over the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, that was obvious. That was super easy. Um, the fourth game, I had, Cleveland was the favorite, and I picked the Buffalo Bills. Despite me hating the Bills, I just felt very sad for Cleveland. I just didn't think Cleveland would actually do enough to win. Uh, I thought the score, honestly, was going to be like 17-16, Buffalo's favor. Um, but, but Buffalo did the 16 part. Cleveland had the 19. Uh, I'm very glad. I'm, personally, I'm glad that Cleveland won. Uh, this is the first time I've actually felt semi-confident in Buffalo, and what that was more so, just not much not as confident in Cleveland. It did bite me in the ass. I, it, like, like, in my heart of hearts, I knew I wanted to pick Cleveland. And I'm pretty sure last week I said this was going to be like a 45, like 50, 55, 45, but I just I just couldn't pick Cleveland. Uh, that, that one bit me. So, uh, I, you know, these are coin flips at the end of the day. These are close games that are coin flips, so I can't beat myself up over something that could have been half, something that was kind of close, but realistically it was like 50-50 at, at the end of the game. So, yeah, Buffalo, you know, uh, it was a bad, it, I, I would chalk this up as a semi-bad pick for me because I really wanted Cleveland even though it's a 50-50, but uh, that's on me. Uh, the Tennessee-Kansas City game. I, se- I certainly picked Kansas City to win even though they're the underdog. Uh, clearly they deserve to be an underdog apparently, according to Yahoo. Um, even though weren't they a seven-point favorite, so that didn't make any sense. Uh, but I did pick Kansas City, and Tennessee won in a close game. Uh, that was uh, Tennessee outperformed. I can't say Kansas City didn't underperform because Kansas City gives up 30-some points a game. Uh, the only thing we have to do now, or at least I have to do now, is just recalibrate the Kansas City expectations. Um, their defense is just beyond repair, it seems like. Um, so despite their high-octane high offense, it seems like they no longer have that extra step. Um, Tennessee came out running. They came out swinging. That was the wrong pick. And there's nothing more. Only only 4% of Yahoo picked Tennessee. Uh, the next game I had Atlanta um, losing to the Saints. And that was wrong. That was way off. A bad pick. Atlanta did better. Obviously, the underdog just crushed. I just read that. Didn't think Atlanta was going to have a field day against New Orleans, especially at home. Uh, New, Orleans, New Orleans does have, does throw the occasional stinker once in a while. Uh, for now, I'm going to chalk it up as that. Uh, hey, bad games happen. Uh, if it happens two weeks in a row, it's a different story. One time, it could be a fluke. Two times, you know, something to pay attention to. Three times, it's a trip. So, uh, I'm chalking this up as a fluke. And uh, to go into the next game. And like I said, that's the, that's really three games in a row I've lost. So, uh, let's see. I, have the, I picked the New York Giants over the Jets. Uh, this one, I said it was a 50-50. I... I just thought the Giants would have the edge at the end of the game. Uh, but, honestly, these games are just crapshoots. Uh, I know they scored, like, what, 60-some 60 po- 60 points combined. Daniel Jones threw four, four touchdowns. Uh, on paper, it seemed like the Giants probably deserved to win, but, hey, it was the wrong pick. You know, these, these, this one was also a 50-50. And uh, they both had an entertaining game. But let's be real, those those, those teams aren't really going anywhere. It was just the, it was a bottom-barrel game. So, it was, it was a crapshoot. I probably should have just flipped a coin on that and see if, see if I can see if that would align. Uh, the next game I'm very disappointed in. This was another 50-50 that uh, was lost, and that was Tampa Bay versus Arizona. This was a coin flip of a game. I did not make them my underdog upset pick, 
Um, I don't know why. Maybe it's because I found better odds than three other ones, but I was very confident Arizona was going to win, and it seemed like they were going to close out the game at the like mid midway in the fourth when they were up 27-23, and they were driving for a touchdown, and they threw, I think, a red zone pick. That... I mean, I did. I don't. I never doubt Arizona's ability to score the ball. They have been nuclear, and they have a high octane offense that people still do not talk about. Unfortunately, they ran into a, a Tampa Bay team that decided to play well for a few, for a couple quarters. And Tampa Bay is a scary team, but not as consistent as Arizona. I think the impact ability of Tampa that can probably blow you out forty, like forty to like thirteen, but that happens so rarely. Um, this game, it was a good. It was a good even matchup. Uh, I'm not. I'm not upset about the Arizona pick. It was a coin flip that was lost, similar to the Jets team. Jets game that was a coin flip. The Cleveland game was a coin flip. I mean, th- three of these games were really coin flips. I mean, I could be eight and five ahead. Like the, you know, literally one play of the game could change a lot. So, you know, so I'm not going to be upset about those. The next game, I picked the Indianapolis Colts to win my against Miami. Three uh, percent of the people picked Miami to win. Uh, I. Probably misstepped that one because uh, I still would have picked Indianapolis, but I think I said Indy wins like 80% of the time here. Uh, this probably was more of a 60-40, especially I totally forgot that Brian Hoyer is in and not uh, Jacoby. So uh, that was a big game changer in Miami. Uh, keep an eye out on them. I, I, have, I, have more, I have more to talk about them later, but there's something worth noting on the last four or five games and how they've been playing. So... Uh, yeah, just, just hold that thought in your dreams when I talk about it later. The next game is to finally get back on track after losing two, four, six in a row. That is brutal. I picked Green Bay over Carolina. It was a competitive game. Uh, this, honestly, like that last drive at Carolina, it was like almost eight and a half minute drive. It turned nearly into, I want to say 50-50 because they would still have to get the touchdown and the two point. But it, it, but it had a chance to be pretty close. Um, but Green Bay pretty much dominated. That was fairly decent. Uh, the next game, I picked the underdog Steelers against the Rams. I don't really, I never really got the hype behind uh, the Rams this year. They seem to be falling down, and Pittsburgh's been on the up and up, especially after their one and four start. Uh, they are rolling. I've been saying it for weeks now, uh, and this game also like it, it proved it to me. Like I, I put my faith in Pittsburgh, and they did it. Except they won seventeen to twelve, a pretty decisive victory, uh, all things considered. The next game. It was another toss-up. I picked Dallas at Minnesota, and it was more of like a Dallas edge, more of like, hey, will Dallas win at the end? Uh, but I think uh, Minnesota just dominated uh, the game. So uh, it was a closer game than the score looks, uh, for what I recall. Uh, but this, honestly, was probably a bad pick. I was riding a little bit high in Dallas, and I'm waiting for Minnesota to start hitting back their regression. Uh, that's I honestly don't think it's going to happen the rest of the season. I said it last week, too, but I still doubted it, which is idiotic on my part. But Minnesota, uh, you earned that win. It wasn't a 50-50. I probably... Well, let me go to this last one. The last game, I picked Seattle, the underdog, versus San Francisco. And again, uh, Seattle has... uh, It was a a super close game. Uh, Garoppolo towards the end. I literally... The biggest reason why I picked Seattle is because I felt like the end game ability um, favored Seattle. Similar to the Oakland game, uh, San Francisco can win games. Uh, Jimmy can air it out, but they haven't faced any strong competition in Seattle and Russell Wilson. I've said this before, but he has been nuclear. Okay, And I liked how throughout the game they always kind of talk about how Russell Wilson just envisions like the end of these games and how he just meticulously plans out and just he knows what he's doing. 
And that's something like very few quarterbacks are capable of, like Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson. Stafford could technically do that with the X team, but he, but he shouldn't have to have an if next to it, so I'll take him out. Um, Drew Brees, uh, Philip Rivers, if <laughs> his team actually gives, give it, gives him a shot. But uh, he's probably one of like five or six quarterbacks that can do that, and that might actually be a high amount. Maybe maybe like one of like four or three that could just win when he needs to. Like you just you just give him one ball and says just just win. Like he's top three that I would trust. So there you have it, five and eight. Um, I'm very happy with the with my underdog picks because that, that seemed to be like a majority of my victories were all underdogs. Uh, but I. Yeah, very sad because it's sad with the five and eight. Um, that said, let's move on to anti-power rankings. If you are new to the anti-power rankings, which I hope you are to some extent, but anti-power rankings are the uh, worst teams in the NFL. Let's be honest. Uh, compared to the regular, ordinary power rankings that every single dang newspaper, sports place, everything else is focused on. Everyone's talking about that, so why should I have my take in talking about the best teams, all right? Right now, I have a high interest in the Tank Bulls. I have a high interest in the worst teams in the NFL. They don't have much love. I'm going to try to give them some love. Sometimes they don't deserve love, especially starting out with our number one team. I'm not going to tell you yet. That's called a cliffhanger. <laughs> I, I, I don't know I don't, I don't how you said that like, like that, but I just thought it was funny. Um, but uh, before I give out these... Uh, teams, uh, the list. Uh, the, if you are unfamiliar, I uh, go through the order of one through ten. Uh, one being the you know top team that top anti power ranking team, and through ten. I also include ranks eleven through fifteen, mainly due to uh, more tracking purposes of seeing who's moving and shaking throughout the league. And I tier each um, all of these ranks. So um, despite having the anti-power rankings go from 1 to 16 or 15, depending. I have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 different tiers of uh, teams. Because just because you might be a top 1 or 2 team in the NFL and the anti-power rankings, you know, or I should say the worst teams, um, there is a quality of terribleness. And I, I want to start tiering some of these out because as the season progresses, uh, it's, it's putting context behind why the, these teams are terrible in, in the trajectory. Um, this actually helps me better understand where these teams are going, better understand what picks I'm doing, and talking about more sports gambling stuff uh, actually helps me make better picks uh, doing that stuff. So uh, the, the key here is just to document and track and to see if I'm right. Uh, I know last week there, a lot of these underdogs lost, and if you were in Vegas and you bet like on all like the ridiculous underdogs, you probably went out, made out like a bandit. So, uh, And I think last week was very telling especially with more teams having bye weeks as well. But uh, it was pretty telling on kind of the... It's kind of like where the teams are, are deciding where they want to end up at the end of the season. Like, I mean, last week was certainly, like, week 10. Every, 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 I know every game has a playoff indication, but, like, the teams that just were ready to step up, that want that run, wanted it. The teams that didn't want to look like crap wanted it. And it certainly changed the, changed the dynamic of... NFL in my video. So, um, so our first tier is going to be ranks through one through four, and I rank those guys. This tier is just garbage tier. Okay, this terrible tier. Uh, I expect very little competitive competitiveness, 
um, regardless of what goes on. And unless these teams are facing each other, I don't expect more than one or two wins from these guys until the end of the season. Number one, I have the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati, I believe, is... Uh, I think they are O in no. I think I know they won one game. I should have their I should have their records up, but uh, they've consistently lost. They've consistently shown that they've been inept. Uh, they've been held, holding the number one spot for the last couple weeks after Miami's uh, victory uh, the week prior in week ten. Andy Dalton uh, recently this morning said uh, the GM or the team you know ownership said they benched him to help improve their chances of getting uh, of getting a draft pick. So they are in full tank mode. Andy Dalton's not happy. This team's offense is completely inept. They got smacked by Baltimore. I watched that game. That was just the saddest performance I've ever seen. And I'm not tr- I'm not trying to be mean to be mean, but like these are literally things that have happened on Sunday. And you know, you can call it a debacle, you can call it a smackdown, you can call it like a freaking what is it? Like a Ray Rice beatdown. I don't know. And I was probably a terrible joke, I'm sorry guys. But like <laughs> But Jesus, like, this is not even... Let's see here. I'm trying to pull this up. Oh my god. These games. So... I can't even pull this game up. But yeah, they got shellacked. Big time. And... I don't know. I'm just not sitting well with uh, with the Bengals. I just don't think... I know they're going to win one game at the end of the season. And if I, if I can tell you which game they're going to win, I know they're playing terribly. But the moment that they know they're going to get the number one spot, uh, I'll tell you which game they're going to win right now. So I'm looking at the Bengals' schedule. Do they have a week off? No, Cincinnati. So they're 0-9, the only defeated team in the NFL, I believe. They can't win, uh, but the games that they might have a chance to win... They're not going to beat the Raiders. They're definitely not going to beat the Steelers. They're not going to beat the Browns. They're not going to beat the Patriots. They're not going to win at the Dolphins, I can tell you that. They're not going to win against the Browns. The only... They, okay, they're probably going to win at the Dolphins, but the only logical game that I can see them winning and being competitive is against the Jets on December 1st. Okay? Every game they've been getting shellacked. Raiders and Steelers are playing like like playoff teams now. Uh, Bengals are just not going to... They're not going to win until... Uh, they're facing like a defeated team. So uh, I don't think, yeah, I think against the Jets they might win, and then against the Dolphins, at the Dolphins, I still think they might lose because uh, something with the Miami Heat just keeps screwing up uh, the NFL team. So, um, but that being said, I can only see Cincinnati winning a game once they have like a, once they're, once they're like two games ahead of Washington in the tank bowl. Which brings me to my number two team, the Washington Redskins. The Washington Redskins are... Just as abysmal. Uh, there's, it's just the terrible sadness of just weeping of the NFL fan bases for for those teams. So the skins, I know the ownership has been atrocious. They're facing the Jets this weekend, which is pretty interesting. Um, but the skins, uh, they eked out that one win against the Dolphins, and then they've been pretty much uh, their their defense has been pretty solid. But outside of that, uh, there ha- there has not been too much going for them. Uh, I can definitely see some wins for them, but they're just atrocious. They've only scored 108 points total all season. They've allowed more than double that. Uh, the quality of, of opponents have not been, like, their schedule has not been terrible. They face the Eagles, Cowboys, Bears, Giants, Patriots. Yeah, it's tough. 49ers, which, yeah, they've only had, like, three real tough games, and I'm not counting the Bills. So, they are just bottom tier. I don't know if they're tanking. Uh, doesn't seem like they're trying. Like, their defense is certainly trying to earn their spots, but, uh, I, I don't have too much faith in them. Uh, 
Uh, Washington didn't move up three spots. They were number four. Sorry, they moved up two spots. Um, they were number four last week, and now they're number two. So congrats to Washington. You are working your way up to being the number one anti-power ranking team. Uh, hopefully not. That Hopefully that doesn't turn into a number one draft pick because I'm not a fan of the ownership and I'm not a fan of the franchise as a whole. Um, they somehow treated Kirk Cousins like crap, and you can definitely tell without him. This, like, like I don't care what people say about Kirk, and yeah, I, I, you know, he he deserves his fair share fair share of criticism when when most quarterbacks do suck. So, um, but I mean, he certainly turned it up, and he's certainly proven that like, hey, without Kirk, you guys got nothing. And I know Alex Smith. I think um, I kind of wish I hope he recovers too, and he can turn that franchise around or gets it, gets himself into a better situation. Um, but. Uh, the skins, like I, I, you're terrible. There's nothing more to be said. Number three, I have the New York Giants moving up from number seven. They, they went from the eh tier to just garbage tier. Uh, I know they lost, uh, you know, uh, entertaining thriller, I guess, against the Jets. Daniel Jones threw for four touchdowns. Um, but it's, I don't know if it's the coaching. I don't know what. I haven't watched. I didn't focus that game too much because it was a bottom barrel game, and it was, it's a, it's a crapshoot. Um, the fact that you still lost to the Jets despite actually having some uh, decent performances by the quarterback means that there, there's going to be a, a lot of other problems and leaks um, in that team. Uh, and uh, it's just not a good luck to lose, especially when it seemed like it could have been a gimme. And... Uh, I really don't, honestly don't have too much to, anal- to analyze in regards to that. I was just kind of sad with that game. Um, they moved up four spots because there needs to be someone who's just as terrible. Like, these teams are terrible. Like, there's no chance they're making the playoffs. I don't even imagine them going on, like, winning streaks here. So that leads me to number four. Moving down from the number two spot are the New York Jets. So the city of New York um, tops off the, the terrible tier of football teams uh, starting out in the anti-power rankings. And the Jets, I watched that game too. I see people talking about Sam Darnold. He's getting his footing. He, he, he had a decent performance. Uh, you know, I got to tell you guys, like, like, I, uh, yes, one, uh, NFL wins are tough. Uh, two, when it comes to two bottom-of-the-barrel teams, like, this is this is something that I, I don't think is good to have, like, a false sense of confidence uh, when you're facing, you know, when you put up 30, 31 points or 34 points against the Giants. It's not very telling on the rest of the league, especially as the Jets face stronger opponents in the future. I'm assuming that. I should not assume, but assuming the Jets... Okay, so the Jets could be building something here, at least off of a two-game winning streak, because they are facing the Redskins, so uh, that is an interesting one. But but most of the teams that they're going to face, uh, it's not going to be easy for the Jets. I think their only win was against the Cowboys... I think that was when uh, he was out for mono. No, that's when he came back, and I think people weren't expecting it, and then people already adjusted. Uh, again, I'm not... I don't want to discredit the Giants' victory, but it's... You guys are literally beating each other to, like, the, beating each other as, like, the bottom four teams of the NFL. Okay, so... Uh, until I see at least two wins in a row, and this is me personally, obviously, so... Unless if I see two wins in a row, it's hard for me to, to start accrediting more points or you know, or more respect in the NFL, at least as a fan. And I think, uh, I, I feel like a lot of people can agree with that. Uh, yeah, especially like mid midway in the season when, you know, momentum and stuff is, is a factor. Now, heading to number five, uh, number five through number seven, 
These teams are looking bad. They're not the worst teams in the NFL, but these teams have either given up or just generally don't look good regardless or, you know, I, I don't think they have a good playoff shot here. Uh, they still can do it, but it's highly unlikely based off of the season's body of work. Number five, and I hate to put this, I I always sound so excited because I avoided this most of the season, but moving up nine spots... Yes, nine spots is the Detroit Lions. That that pains me to put them there. It like if I had like a metaphorical knife or a machete, I'm cutting. I'm just stabbing my my intestines right now. I, I am so sad. I just want to bang my head on the keyboard. Uh, just oh my god, the Detroit Lions. Um, the biggest reason, the biggest reason why I have this drop is not only one they lost to the Bears. Um, I, Bears are still terrible. They they are. Uh, but but this is the point where Stafford is probably going to be out for the rest of the season, and he can he can certainly play. It seems like Stafford apparently has had this injury for a while, um, like his back, and his problems with his back, and uh, the smart play would to be to let him heal up and you know let's have a clean slate like next season. Uh, Stafford can also play through it and probably be not as effective. Um, the problem is a non-effective Stafford is way better than all the other alternatives out there. So it's up to coaching to decide, but it seems like it's erring towards Stafford just not uh, going to be playing the rest of the season. The fact that they can only, like I mentioned this, the Lions look like the old, like, 2000, like the early 2000s Lions, where 13 points was like the max. You're even lucky to get 17 it was just boring. It was ugly. It wasn't even like good ugly. It was just like lackluster football uh, compared to like all the other weeks in the NFL. Stafford was just throwing bombs. The offense was explosive. Uh, this is this is the most anemic, inept, terrible. It's it's unexplainable. Like I, it's just a bad game. So Detroit, like yeah, all you, all you need to do is lose this next game and Stafford being benched, and I. Would, Pretty much put you down as some of the worst team because you haven't played. You haven't played. It's great. We started out what two, two zero oh, and one, and now we're three six and one. So like we we, you know, how many losses can we have that we can muster up with an excuse? We, there's no more excuses anymore. Like the last three weeks, we got our butts handed to us. So but that's on us. I didn't we win a game sometime? I don't know what, but we just haven't been performing, and. Uh, we haven't been performing, sorry, without staff for this week, which is very telling. And I don't think it's a one-off. Number six, moving down a spot, um, is the Atlanta Falcons. I know they beat the Saints, uh, but I'm sorry. There's I, How I take these rankings in accordance is I also try to take into, into, into consideration how likely a team up, uh, beneath it, which is like, the, you know, say this is number six, so how a number seven team can actually win versus each other. I try to take that into account, uh, and I'm sorry, like all the other teams, I just don't think Atlanta can beat. Um, yes, there's any given Sunday, and we saw that, but uh, the Saints have always shown after a stinker, they just come back. Like they have bad games, but I don't think it's indicative. It's not indicative of the, their body of work versus Atlanta. I think uh, Matt Ryan came back. It's fine that they won, but like do. You, you, you let score. Sorry, they only allowed nine points for the Saints. It's more of a defensive performance. We we, we know what the Saints can do. 
I know you moved down one spot, but honestly, like I said, I don't think the Falcons can win, at least especially back-to-back weeks against most of these teams uh, above them. Uh, maybe I might reject, retract that statement as I look at the weekly schedule and the pickems, but um, for now, I don't have too much confidence in them. Uh, which leads me to my number seven team, which is the Chicago Bears. Uh, moving down one spot uh, again, I'm pretty sure some Bear, Bear fans are like, you know, how come I didn't move them up higher? It's because I don't trust the Bears. The Bears had a terrible performance. Uh, you guys can say Trubisky had three touchdowns all he wants, but Jesus Christ, come on! Like the eye test, that's a lot. Like you're not you're, you're not facing the worst defense in the league and dropping twenty and making Mitch look like it. It looks making Mitch look like a semi subpar quarterback. Okay, so we made a terrible quarterback look like he's a sub-average, maybe around average. Um, I mean, I'm fine if you guys sign him. I mean, you guys can go ahead, but, like, uh, I I don't know. I don't know many Bears fans that would have too much trust. Uh, I have zero trust in, in the Lions. You give me Chicago-Detroit again, I can pretty sure I'll, I'll tell you Chicago could beat up Detroit now without Stafford, flat out. It's just sad. Um but yeah, Detroit, Atlanta, Chicago, five, six, seven. You guys, I put you all in the same boat. Like you guys could be doing something, but um, your body of work does not make me trust you guys anymore or at all. Um, but you're better. You're better than the worst teams in the NFL. So you, you get that. You got you got that going for you. Moving on to number eight. Number eight is the Miami Dolphins. Moving up from number three, I'm very excited for the Miami Dolphins. So I want to spend a little bit more time talking about the Dolphins because. I think, uh, I think we've all been uh, misidentifying them, and and they deserve like they they moved up. And sorry, numbers eight through ten are pretty much bad teams, but they have the capability of ter- of could be good, or they can actually beat um, respectable teams uh, almost semi frequently. Not like all the time, but you know they can. You know, most of their games can now be like sixty forties, sixty forties most of the time. I feel like. Or thirty-five, fifty-five. I know Miami is a little bit of a little. Miami is a little bit of an outlier, but I want to. I want to show this to you guys. So I'm going to pull this up. I have to look at my NFL scheduling. Um, let's do Miami Dolphins and ESPN. So I want to look at like common opponents, and I also want to because uh, I did some research prior. So Miami Dolphins are third for one in the NFC East. Okay. Now, the first four weeks, they were blown out. 59-10, 43-0, 31-6, 30-10 by the Chargers. Like, that was the gauntlet. Like, those teams, they came out strong. But I want to reel you back in on the last four weeks, in spe- like, specifically. Or five. Against the Redskins. Like, that was, like, almost like the pre-tank bowl of the tank bowls. They lost a very close one because of that two-point conversion. Uh... Against the terrible Redskins team, it's not too unexpected. The next week, the Bills, uh, despite the score being thirty-one twenty-one, this game was it's absurdly close. I think there was like a fumble return for a touchdown or some like shenanigans, which was like a ten-point swing. The Bills, I've always said, are terrible. They got um, their defense did did wonders for them, but like uh, I, I don't think that that score actually matches the quality of like how the team's been playing. Like that game. Was very winnable for Miami. That could that that, that could have been a 14-17 game, 17-14, You know, something very close that Miami um, is capable of doing. Now that said, uh, they did lose to Steelers team. That's not out of the ordinary. That I've been saying Steelers are they've been playing like a 
very strong cap, like a high, like they're playing like a playoff caliber team, like a definitive playoff contender now, uh, and they have been. So um, that was kind of like their litmus test of like saying where they were at. And yes, they lost a lot, but like the, you know, these teams are trying. Like they they fought hard against the Bills, and I know the record was not very indicative. Then they come out against the Jets and just lay waste. Fitz, Fitzmagic comes in, does his work, scores touchdowns. Makes sense. Like, there's no pressure. Last week was very surprising, but they, because they won 26-18. They, last week they won 16-12 against a Colts team. Um, with Brandon Hoyer, I think he threw like three interceptions. Um, but as a whole, like they gave up. Uh, even the prior game, like the Bills, I think they gave up like 24 points defense. Steelers, yeah, it's whatever. But like... Um, they gave up 18 points. They gave up 12 points against the Colts. Even against the Redskins, they gave up 17 points. So against bottom-tier teams, very bottom-tier teams, they compete. Okay. They not only compete, but, they, but they're but they starting to thrive a little bit. Like, Colts without Boyer should not should not be Miami. But the fact that they did um, at the Colts, and it was a semi-decisive game, let's be honest, uh, does say that one, uh, especially, I know people are talking about tanking with the Steelers, but I feel like... I feel like the, I feel like Miami's actually trying. They're not. I don't think Miami's trying to tank. Um, it was the optics made it look that way, but I don't think they're trying to tank. Um, yeah, beating the Colts is not indicative of you trying to tank. Let's be honest. So uh, because of that, they've won two in a row, and they're facing the Bills. Okay, and my anti-power rankings too. Did I not include them? Wow, I totally forgot about them. Perfect. Oh. Wait, yeah, they won. Did they win last week? Okay. I'm switching that, so. Um, yeah, so Miami is actually trending up. Uh, I don't think, they're obviously, like, I can't say they're obviously not going to make the playoffs because they could definitive, they could, on paper, have a chance for the playoffs. On paper. I know that sounds stupid, and it is. Like, trust me. Um, but I honestly think they could beat the Bills. At the Browns, we know which Browns team. Like, if the, if the wrong Browns team shows up, Miami could win. At the Eagles, if they were to go in four straight, assuming it's possible, they could beat the Jets, they could beat the Giants, they could beat the Bengals, um, at least especially according to the, the power rankings that I have, too. And then they ran out with the Patriots. So it's very, it's not very plausible, but it's 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 fun to talk about that yeah, the Patriots could be, step, like, could be in their way for a playoff spot, assuming they win the rest. Um, that's a big assume because uh, the Bills game is going to be tough, but... Overall, the ranking, I gave them number eight. Uh, like I said, mainly because they've been on a roll. Two wins is very indicative of, of something that's going on. Third win, especially against the Bills. The Bills. Uh, well, let's just say I would swap their spots in overall power rankings. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. And to be clear, uh, a lot of these teams I'm mentioning, like there's only about like 12 teams that are legit good in the NFL right now. Like, like there are maybe a lot, maybe a few that are playing really well. So a lot of these teams that are on the top of the anti-power rankings and starting starting to be midway, they're not going to be like the worst of the worst, especially as we start heading down. So I want to give them that their, that respect. Uh, number nine, I have the L.A. Chargers uh, moving moving up four spots. Uh, they lost against the Oakland team. Oakland's doing Oakland things, but Chargers just don't. Chargers can play okay, but they just don't win as much. And in the NFL, wins are what matters. You can look at the talent, you can look at the coaching. Uh, they just don't seem to get it done at the end. Uh, there's nothing more that needs to be said. I, I like the team, but uh, it's it doesn't seem to be going that well. 
Uh, I definitely I've read some news that I think ownership was looking at trading Breeze or letting him go or, or kind of starting from scratch. Um, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, LA Chargers uh, moving up forward to number nine. I uh, hate to see it, but, I mean, I, I don't think I can place you any better. I think you, I think you can win against a Miami. Uh, and I think you're better against uh, most of the teams above you in the anti-power ranking team. So I, I think that's fitting. Uh, rounding off the top ten. I have number 10, Cleveland, who moved down two spots. So Cleveland, uh, Cleveland's uh, victory was, uh, it's for some, they would say it's unexpected. For me, I would say, well, yeah, obviously. Um, this might be picking the Buffaloes because it was, a, it was a, one of those stupid picks. But um, no, I can't say that. Like, I wanted to, I, I didn't, I, I wanted to leave Cleveland, but I didn't when I, when I said it. So I, I have to take that back. Um, as much as I wanted to leave Cleveland, they showed up. They did what they're supposed to. The Bills did what they were supposed to, and me believing they sucked, but then I still picked against them because I'm an idiot. But I have to give that credit where credit's due. Okay, so, so. Cleveland, you won You won your game. You're still, like I said, you're still in the same realm as the Chargers and the Miami team. And yes, I know your records are completely different, but you guys, your current momentum, your trending, um, you needed that win, Cleveland. Uh, the biggest reason why I, you probably aren't lower because uh, I know last week I put you in the terrible bracket, and I and I still think you kind of are. It's not because you are a terrible team. No, I should say that. Say that. As a team, you, they play terribly. The talent is there. It seems like the last couple of weeks, the coaching has been getting a little bit better, although the most boneheaded play, and we all saw this, whoever that offensive lineman was on that, like, ninth try or, like, 13th try in the fourth and goal, like... Uh, and that second straight possession, because well, that first possession they had eight downs and it went for it on fourth and didn't get it. And then Kitchens decided to do that again when they were at the goal line in fourth. And then there was an offside, and then you forced to kick a field goal, which was the smartest move we've all seen. But that, outside of that boneheaded play, which is most atrocious, like Kitchens just has to get out, get out of play calling. That's uh, just, you know, what, when do you? I don't know. It, that it had Cleveland lost that game, that would be fireworthy. Like. Like, it's one thing to have the balls to go, like, fourth and goal, like, the first time, but then when you get an interference and you miss, you know, interference that goes your way, you have three more plays that doesn't go your way, and then you get more plays and you still don't convert, like, trying to run it, just kick the damn field goal. Like, try again. Live another day. But um, Cleveland did get the win. It was an ugly win, um, but it was against a quote-unquote good team, I guess. And, uh, yeah, it it was quote-unquote against a good team. Big, big quote there, um, but I forget. I think you're facing Pittsburgh this week, and uh, not to say you don't have a shot. I mean, you clearly won against it, like I said, that good defense. So, uh, but you're too unpredictable right now. I would, I would like more consistency. Like a second win would make me feel a lot better about placing you higher, and you would also actually have a more realistic shot at making the playoffs too at that point too. But first things first, win against the Steelers, and we'll go from there. So there you have it, the top ten, folks. We have Cincinnati. We have, hopefully this is recording, yeah. (laughs) Cincinnati, Washington, the Giants, the Jets, the Lions, the Falcons, the Bears, the Dolphins, the Chargers, and the Browns. Now these other ones, 11 through 15, and I'll throw in 16 too. Uh, But especially 11 through 15, these are teams that, that show promise regardless of like their record and... Uh, I just believe that they're all the, the team strength it, it matches. So 
Number 11, I have the Tennessee Titans. Still in the bottom half of the uh, anti-power rankings. They moved down two spots. Uh, their win against Kansas City was certainly impressive. Uh, but uh, at this point, Kansas City's defense and kind of like where they're trending has been a little bit spirally. Uh, I don't like that. I don't want to give you too much credit for that win. It is impressive. But again, two wins in a row is like my minimum standard of like showing showing legitimacy or at least like a strong a strong performance this next week I can certainly respect it um, but when you have so many weeks of just offensive ineptitude and then you face one of the worst defenses in the league and you score 30 points it just means that you played the way that you, you played how you're supposed to against a terrible defense it's not indicative of the whole team play at least offensively so uh I'll chalk it up there. Uh, like I said, you're still you're still outside of the top ten. So uh, I'd like to see another win. You do that. Uh, number twelve, uh, staying in the same spot as the Arizona Cardinals. The reason why I had them in the same spot is because, uh, well, I don't want to be super reactionary about wins and losses, but I want to have that real realistic aspect of saying, hey, this team can beat the team beneath it or above it. And it, for example, I think Arizona can beat Tennessee Titans. I think t- Arizona can manhandle Tennessee. I think Arizona can beat Cleveland. Um, won't be a manhandle because they're too hit or miss. I think Arizona can beat any other team above that. Uh, I think uh, Arizona team can, yeah, I, I, I just think they're that strong. And against the Tampa Bay game, we saw kind of like how even te- even those teams are. And we both know how potent those offenses can be at this point when they're ready. Problem is Arizona just couldn't finish at the end of the game. It's one of the very few times I did not see that happen, like did not see them finish. So I think it's going to be a learning experience and, and uh, with, with Kingsbury too. Uh, they've shown improvement, like dramatic improvement week over week, and for what they're for what they're going for too, because it seemed like this was going to be a rebuild year, and it's certainly trending that way. But how they're playing has, like I said, it, has been highly respectable, and I've been loving I've been loving that team. Uh, it's almost like Arizona and Detroit has flipped flipped places uh, like since week three. So uh, Arizona, big big fan. Uh, I can't I, like I. I it's hard for me to move you down. It's hard for me to move you up. I know you lost, but, uh, you know, you're, you guys are terrible. Uh, moving down two spots to number 13 is the Denver Broncos. Uh, I think they had the bye week, and it's just the uh, nature of the trade. Uh, you know, I think Denver is a stronger team, uh, honestly, and if I want to compare them to Buffalo, I honestly would put Denver above Buffalo in regards to, like, team strength, but I'm going to give Buffalo the benefit of the doubt uh, for now. Uh I want to, especially if Denver played last week, I could easily see them swapping. But uh, Denver is still a pretty strong team. Uh, they've, I think, they lost a lot of their close games, like by three points or less, or something like that, within possession early on. Uh, just like the Steelers, they are deceptively good. I think they're going to start their new uh, quarterback soon too. Who knows how that's going to go? But for now, uh, you, get, you guys are still in the hunt, and uh, I do like the team's body of work. I know the offense can certainly use some improvements. Uh, number 14, moving down four spots, is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, they won a close one against Arizona. This was a coin flip. You know, I'm not going to attribute a win or loss to a specific team. Uh, Arizona had the chance to ice it towards the end. They threw the interception. Tampa capitalized. Arizona still came back to try to win it. Uh, hey, like everyone everyone did what they needed to do. Uh, just Tampa came up with a W. And Tampa uh, does, despite their inconsistencies, they do have some wins under their belt, and I can't. And while I think Tampa can literally lose to every one of the teams above them, uh, in the in the, the anti power rankings, they have the equal ability to just like 
drop 50 on any one of those teams and crush them. So I don't know where I feel about them. I certainly put them in my like yellow scope, uh, my, my yellow tier, which is like, yeah, you know, you're decent. You have a lot of potential. Um, definitely need to tone down a few more things and you could be dangerous. Uh, I know a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, that's Donkey Talk. But let's be honest, all these teams are kind of there. They just need, like, they all have the ability to do those postseason runs. Or, sorry, the, the run for the postseason. Uh, Arizona's the toughest because of their record. Um, but it's certainly not out of the question yet. Um, actually, it, it pretty much is based on their schedule. But uh, but Arizona, like I said, a big fan. Uh, let's see here. I have Tampa 14. And the number 15 running out 15, I have the Colts. Uh, they were number 16 last week. They lost uh, barely uh, against uh, I forget who. No, uh, against the Dolphins, I believe. Uh, without Brissett, uh, uh, sorry, without Jacoby, I think he's coming back this week. So it, you know, it's a blip on the radar. But uh, it was good litmus test for uh, Miami too to see like where they're at. Uh, so uh, yeah, having 15 and then 16, I'm I'm just tracking them again. I have Buffalo, uh, the Bills. Uh, like I said, I don't think Buffalo is good. Like, their defense is good, but there's no other redeeming qualities. And, uh, honestly, that's almost, that almost feels like a Chicago or Denver, and Denver, like, yeah, Chicago, Denver-type feel, except with, the, with, except with terrible offenses. So, uh, yeah. Uh, all it takes, Buffalo, you lose this, this week, and I'll tell you, I'm telling everyone, like, you are going straight down, and you might have a winning record, but I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm honestly way too generous to give you the 16 spot. I personally, looking back, had I just remembered to put you in, you probably would. I would probably place you number 12. Uh, but you, this week, I'll let it slide. <laughs> but you would be number 12 in my book. So, uh, had I had that extra time. So there you guys go. The anti-power rankings done for you. Now that being said, it's time to jump into Week 10 NFL Picks. Now, uh, I'm sure I'm glad, I'd like to leave the time, Sam. So if you want to skip to that, you can. You're more than welcome to. But uh, I don't know why I said it now. I should have said it 30 minutes ago. But um, talking about Week 10 NFL picks, I made these picks prior to the podcast, so I can go over um, them and then talk out loud to see what makes sense, especially given the anti-power rankings, uh, because this is, this week is going to be very tough when I went through it. So let's begin. Okay. Uh, there's just so many, there's so many quote-unquote one-sided games that I think aren't remotely close, but I will see. Or that will be a lot closer than what people are imagining. So the first game, um, it's at Cleveland versus Pittsburgh. I'm picking Pittsburgh over Cleveland. Uh, I do like Cleveland in this game, uh, even though they're favorites by, it has to be like two points. Uh, Cleveland, we, at this point, everyone should know that Cleveland can win this game. Uh, the fact of the matter is Pittsburgh is in the middle of a playoff run. They've been warming up. They've been working with, like, patchwork players. They've been scrambling everything together and making it work. Cleveland has everything that they could need to make it work, and they're not. Okay? Like, all it takes is Cleveland just to put it together for one game. Uh, it was very no- it was noted that Kareem Hunt with uh, Chubb, it was Hunt blocking, uh, Chubb was, like, averaging, like, eight yards a carry. So this is a sneaky game that I don't really want to touch, but it, since I have the pick... Uh, I think I think Pittsburgh just wins, and this is strictly just based off the body of work. This is too close. Um, I'd say 55% of the time Cleveland uh, loses. So, uh, yeah, that, that's that's all I can give you. Next game, Dallas versus Detroit. 
I think Dallas here. Um, I'm not only just banking on if Stafford plays, uh, I would lean towards Detroit. But uh, it seems like the mentality of the team and everything else is kind of just shutting down. Uh, they can Detroit can pull a late season surge, but uh, I got to play the numbers here. Um, Dallas just seems to be has more offensive firepower. Detroit's defense is terrible. Uh, off, Detroit's offense is just without Stafford is atrocious. Um, Dallas should have zero reason to lose this game. Even if it's an away game, Dallas should not lose this. And it's like the first anti-Detroit pick I've made all season two, which makes me very sad. Uh, next game, I have it's Colts, favorite against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, uh, Jacoby might be able to play. Uh, Jacksonville's defense is, is incredibly stout. And with Foles coming back, I am banking on Foles. Uh, I only watched him play one, one series this season before he got injured, and uh, he looked great. And Foles just seems to be the kind of guy that is, he, he embraces the leadership uh, role. And it seems like all this stuff doesn't really phase him. He, for him, it's just another day at work. Um, so, and, he, and he's honestly has very little pressure. His team's four and five. They're in the hunt for a playoff race. If they lose, if, if he sucks it up, that's probably going to be fine. He can, he'll, he'll might be traded or he'll just might go elsewhere. Um, but at this point, I don't think Jacksonville is expecting to make the playoffs. They obviously want to ride, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, mixed energy, but. Uh, I, I don't think the pressure is too much on him, which is pretty pretty much what he likes at the moment. Um, and he probably likes it. He likes. I don't know. It seems like he likes to be in these positions. So I'm banking on that. And yeah, I think it's just going to be more of an offensive day. I don't think. I just don't think uh, Indianapolis is going to score too much. Uh, the next game. This is uh, very interesting. This is a game. I it sounds crazy, but I have Miami, the underdog, beating Buffalo. Buffalo lost against uh, Cleveland. And this is at Miami, and I don't care. I probably should look at the splits, but uh, I, I said this last time. I wanted Miami to win against Buffalo. They had a very winnable game, and they did. They botched some. They botched some stuff. Uh, I don't think. I don't think Fitzpatrick started that game. It was Rosen, and if, there, if we're going to ride the Fitz, Fitz Magic train, uh, not only that, but he seems to be warming up. The Miami Dolphins team's defense has been showing up the last few weeks. And I have zero faith in Buffalo, Buffalo's offense. I think this is going to be a close one. Like the Buffalo, I think Buffalo wins this 60 percent of the time, honestly. But as the as the any given Sunday, and I just I don't know. Everything that screams Miami has a legit shot, shot here. Legit, like Miami will be in a fifty fifty scenario at the end of the game. Like this is a, this game's a coin flip, uh, but I'm treating it like a sixty forty. But I just believe. Sorry, I'm, I'm treating it like it's the coin flip, but it's probably 60-40. That's what I meant to say. Miami, uh, I'm picking up. Uh, it's a tough one, but I am picking Miami. And the spread on this game? Uh, six points. Yeah, I don't like that spread. But uh, I definitely think Miami can pull that one off. Uh, next game, I have Minnesota versus Denver, and this is at Minnesota. I am picking Minnesota. Uh, if Denver wins, Denver has a 3% chance. That is way off base. That is way off base. Now, I could be, I, with a new quarterback, it's a complete unknown, so I can be wrong. That, that's the only thing. If Placco was playing, I could say it was closer, but this is an unknown. Uh, I don't think Denver is that much of a long shot, but Minnesota does scare the living crap out of me. Um, so I'm picking Minnesota to win. Uh, the Saints versus the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, I'm, chalking up last, I'm chalking up last week as just a, as a blip in the radar. Uh, it's not going to be anything too indicative. Uh, this could be a shootout, though. Tampa Bay, this this can easily be like a 60-plus total game between both of them. 
Uh, but I am putting my faith in Drew Brees, even though they're at Tampa. And I think this should be a fairly straightforward game, uh, assuming. Uh, and if New Orleans defense does show up, then Tampa's just going to get solid. Uh, if, yeah, there's nothing more to it. I think New Orleans wins this like 70, 70% of the time. And uh, 90% of the people in Yahoo are picking, picking them to win. So you know, I'll take that for what it's worth. The next game, this is very indicative. So uh, it's the Washington Redskins against the New York Jets. And here's the thing. I firmly believe, and this is this is not even a team. This is not even a game flow thing. I'm just I'm, at this game. I'm just talking about tank bowl scenarios. Cincinnati and Washington are just the two worst teams. The Jets uh, won against the Giants, and the likelihood of them actually getting the top pick, uh, I don't think it's a big priority for them. So, the, but, so the Jets are still going to try and get Darnold up and running, like try to get him up to speed, get his get his reps in. As for the skins, they have nothing to play for. They're trying to get the tank bowl. They're trying. I, I feel I, I get that sense. Uh, the fact that this is a 50-50 is more so reflective on the quality of teams. But but I'm focusing this one on the team mentality. I think the Jets are going to win this. I think they might actually stomp them. No, it's it's a, it's a it's an away game. So I think the Jets are just going to win de- decisively, maybe like 28 to 10 or 28 to 13. Uh, I don't think I have no idea why Washington's favorite. Uh, yeah. So, picking the Jets as the underdog. Uh, the next few games, these, these ones are... I've actually picked the rest to be favorites, so here. I'll, I'll, I'll break that down for you. Uh, I have the Carolina Panthers over the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Falcons can certainly win. Uh, they show that they beat the, the Saints, uh, but uh, could have caught Saints on a bad day and Atlanta could be good. Uh, or, or maybe Carolina... Actually, the more I think about it... Yeah. I'm going to say Carolina wins this. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot closer the more I sit and think about it. I think this is a 60-40. Uh, if Atlanta's going to take that momentum from beating the Saints to Carolina, that's fine. But I've seen so many times where teams um, have a good win and then they completely fall under the pressure the next week because because of whatever reason. So I'm uh, picking Carolina to win there. I'm uh, picking Baltimore to win over Houston. Uh, Baltimore has just been nuclear hot. Uh, I think, J- think Jameis... Uh, no, sorry, not Jameis. Uh, Deshaun Watson. I think he's yeah, he's in Houston. I think they had the week off. Maybe that's why I haven't been talking about him so much. Houston's good, but I, I think as a complete team, uh, I I almost feel like uh, they're just a step beneath uh, Baltimore. So I pick a Baltimore there. Uh, this next one, I don't like picking it, but I'm picking. I'm just playing the odds here. It's a straight up win. So I'm picking San Francisco 49ers to beat Arizona Cardinals. Uh, we saw a couple weeks ago, and I feel like Arizona has gotten better. And I don't like, I just don't get how, we saw this two weeks ago. Like, they were within, like, a couple of points. San Francisco has 11.5 point spread. They lost to Seattle. Arizona, this is like, like, Arizona has been fighting tooth and nail to get every single win, and all their losses have just been very, like, very close. This, honestly, uh... I would not be surprised if Arizona won this. I think this is like a f- almost 50-50. Um, and I'm a little bit of too much of a coward here to go for Arizona. Um, but, yeah, against the spread, I think Arizona's like 7-3 this year for starters. So, like, they, they, they've always outperformed what everyone thinks. And I think this game is also indicative of that. Um, but I just can't go against – I can't go against San Francisco, not yet. So, um, but the Arizona game is certainly going to be a – uh, upset pick, potentially. 
Uh, next game, I have Oakland beating Cincinnati. Obvious, Cincinnati is the worst. Uh, sorry, it's the best anti-power ranking. Oakland's just a solid team now. I have New o- New England beating Philadelphia. Uh, I just think New England just just work. Uh, honestly, I've never. I, honestly, at this point, I'm just not going to go against New England. Uh, it, it's just guaranteed 75% win rate. Win rate. Uh, let's see. I have the Rams for Sunday night uh, against the Bears, and I just. I think the Rams could beat the Bears. I think this is actually a 60-40. This is not going to be a Yahoo has 88% of people. I think it's 60-40. Uh, the spread on this game is 6.5 points. Uh, I think they won by 6. I think it's going to be like a 20-13 to 13 game, or 20-14 to 14 game. There's, or 17-10. to like 10. So, uh, I think this is going to be a lower, lower scoring game. Chicago's defense, it, I, I don't like Chicago at all. Um, like the team. And the Rams, I just don't like. I just don't like their trajectory. But something's got to give this game. And I'm leaning on at least the Rams to pull it together. And the last game, Monday night, I have Kansas City over the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, Chargers can certainly win the prime time. But I, I, like I said, no, I think this is a good one. Because I'm thinking about this a little bit more. I think this is going to be a close game. Uh... This is probably going to be like 21-27-ish going into the last drive. And it's going to be... I feel like if I had to put the ball like a last game-winning drive, I trust Kansas City over the Chargers. Chargers just can't seem to win these close games, and it's been a theme like literally throughout Philip Rivers' life. So I just, I just, I'm sticking with that because I think it's a 50-50, but I think it's just going to come down to Kansas City just like winning at the end or Los Angeles Chargers coming up short. So there you guys have it. Okay, so I have Pittsburgh, Dallas, Jacksonville, Miami, uh, Minnesota, New Orleans, the New York Jets, uh, Carolina, Baltimore, San Fran, Oakland, New England, Los Angeles Rams, and Kansas City. Those are my t- those are my picks, guys. I have four underdogs: the Pittsburgh, Jacksonville, Miami, and Jets. But I. Certainly can make the case for picking Arizona, the Chargers, um, and even Denver. It's like these these games are a lot closer than they think. So, uh, yeah. So hopefully hopefully you guys enjoyed those picks. Maybe I can get, maybe you guys some money doing that. Um, but uh, but now we're moving along, guys. Yes, I mean yes. Let's see, I had to say it a little bit softer. So now let's chat upset picks. Now, if you're unfamiliar with upset picks, these are a little bit different than saying going for the underdog picks and pick them. The, the NFL pick them picks are strictly for just tracking purposes of me saying who went straight up, um, and each win that you get is just worth one point. Versus uh, upset picks, what I've been doing is I've been finding all the teams that have been outperform or tr- try to outperform them what the Vegas line gives them. So this is more of a, a practical application. And I always hop on Bovada. I hop on Bovada to figure out uh, what are the odds are. And just to give you a review of last week, heading into week 10, I was 4-13. And, and the reason why I say 4-13 is because the whole idea of, of going for these underdog picks is because sometimes when these underdog uh, teams win, uh, yeah, these up, yeah, these underdog teams uh, winning straight out, is that the odds could be plus 200, plus 300, plus 400, whatever, which means for every dollar I put in, uh, if they win, I get $4 back plus the initial dollar. So, in theory, those odds sound good, but you actually have to find matchups that make the most sense. 
uh, last week, if you bet on a lot of the other dogs just blindly, you would have crushed, I think. Like, you probably would have gotten, like, 20 to 1. Or, not 20, but, like, you would have gotten, like, a plus 1,100, a plus 700, and something else. Uh, for me, I wanted to take a, a, a different approach. I don't, like, I don't like making too many of those picks unless if I feel certain. So last week, I picked, I had three teams. Uh, I picked the Cardinals to win flat out, the Seahawks to win flat out, and the Steelers to win flat out. I was two for three in the Cardinals game. I was so sad because I, that was so close to being three for three. Um, entering week 10, I was down 4.95 units, and every every one of these bets is, a, in theory, one unit, and that unit is a uh, it's, it's a number that you can decide on what it's worth. You Normally it's a percentage of someone's bankroll, or if you just have an arbitrary number or just a number that you decide could be like $10 a unit, whatever you bet with, that's a unit. Uh so with the Cardinals, I lost. I lost that game. So uh, I was four and fourteen at that point, and down. I was down to minus five point nine five units in this in the season, which sounds terrible. But this this is where it gets fun. Uh, Seattle won, which was plus two twenty, and they gave me two point two units. So uh, that took me down to minus three point seven five. Then the Steelers won, and that was worth one point six five units because um, they were plus one sixty five, which which takes my total down to minus two point one units for the season. So again, I'm six and fourteen for the year, but only down two point one units. Okay, so if these are regular picks, I'd be down like like eight, like what six? I'd be down eight units at the bare minimum. But because I did these underdog picks, I'm minus two. Ideally, in the perfect world, I would be up. But I also wanted to show you over time. Uh, this is more of a long-term plus EV play, at least in my head. So the only way for me to track it is to actually document it. So. Now that we're up to speed, heading into week 11, I'm going to hop on Bovada to LV right now, and I'm, I am going to switch sports books. I'm, I'm not going to lie, guys. Uh, if you listen to my gambling episode or, like, my online gambling one where I tested it for, like, a, a month, uh, it not only was pretty successful, but I've also learned that I really hate Bovada. So uh, Bovada used to be run by Bodog. Uh, they used to be a poker site, and, yeah, I mean, they Bovada does a good job of uh, finding bets to do live bets, but there are so many bets I wanted to have them do, but they always freeze the betting um, right when I have like a good chance of actually getting it in. Because I mean, their, their goal is to obviously try to get the most money. So uh, you know, in, in a game of like ten to twenty seconds, uh, when you're trying to place bets, and then like quote unquote slow connections at certain times is quite frustrating. So I'm looking at the NFL lines right now in Bovada, and well, this pulls up. Okay, so uh, generally I go, I'm going down the list, and uh, as I go down the list, I will note which games sound uh, enticing to me. Okay. And the max value. And I'll, and I'll tell you, like, the percentage I think that one team wins over the other and see if it's going to be plus EV long term. First game is the is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, they're underdogs against the Cleveland Browns. Uh, again, I... I had the Steelers to win flat out, but the game is uh, plus 125. So uh, for most people, if you want to make that bet flat out, you go ahead. Uh, I think Steelers win this majority of the time. The fact that they're plus 125 makes it a good deal. But that's not, for me, those those aren't like the picks that I want. I want picks that are between plus 150 and above. So Steelers, I plus 125. I'm skipping that. The Lions-Cowboys game. The line has not been released, uh, I think, because they're still trying to figure out if Stafford's starting or not. 
and that's that's actually pretty indicative. But regardless, I'm going to avoid that line because I, I don't think that Detroit's going to win flat out. Detroit should be an underdog regardless. Uh, staff starting, the line is like plus 300. I might go for the Lions um, for that. And I'll make note of that too if, uh, if, if it changes throughout this podcast. Uh, or I can look on... Uh, let's do Odd Shark. Lions versus Cowboys. So I'll quick hop on Odd Shark right now and see what the what the line is at. Uh, let's see. The line is minus two and a half line history. So yeah, the odds aren't going to be that great. But I think they're still waiting on... Let's see. Money yeah, so the line isn't too wide here. It's kind of a, kind of annoying. But night skipping that game. Uh, here's an interesting one. Uh, Denver Broncos plus 400 against the Vikings. Now, the plus 400 makes a lot of sense if if Flacco was starting. I would if, if Flacco was starting, I would go for the plus 400. Uh, but I think they're testing out the new QB who's going to start this week. Uh, I forgot his name. And he might... I mean, he's a complete unknown. So this game could be a lot closer, or it could be a complete blowout. blowout. It, the, the game could be like 30-31-0. Or it could be like 28-31. Denver wins. Who knows? But Denver's defense has been pretty stout. And I can't imagine the Vikings scored more than 20. So the question is... Uh, maybe 21. But like the question is... How many points does this quarterback... Or how much this, how many points does this, will this office put up under this new quarterback? Uh, it could be 9. I'm thinking... Touchdown... Maybe 13. So at least the spread of plus 10.5 looks good. Um, how many times do I think Denver is going to win in Minnesota? I'd say 25% of the time here. So it's like one out of four. So technically, this plus 400 is a plus EV play. So I'm going to I'm gonna note that. It's a plus 400. And it's, it's key to note this right now because... Uh, I'm going to put this... Uh, plus 400 Broncos. And the key thing here... I don't know if that down. It's not going to be official lock yet. Uh, so, is that long term? I know Denver wins in Minnesota like one out of four times. So, I'm effectively saying, uh, if I were to say, if it's one out of four times, so for me to break even, I should be like plus three hundred because it should be one out of four. I get my money back. I think. Uh, I think I got that wrong. But I do know the plus four hundred means um, I pretty much get like five times the amount. So. Including my dollar back. So the plus 400 is plus EV. Now for the next game, I have the Saints versus Bucks. Bucks are plus 205 as the underdog. Uh, the Bucks can win. Um, but my question to you guys, or to myself, is that is, are the Bucks beating the Saints more likely than the Broncos beating the Vikings? That's kind of the stuff I'm thinking about. Um, I don't... The, the Bucks are too much of a wild card that trust the plus 205, personally, even though they're at home. They could win, easily. Uh, the next game is the Atlanta Falcons, plus 205 against the Carolina Panthers. Uh, the Bucks and Falcons have the same plus 205 line. And again, my question to you, which I'm saying to myself out loud, is do, do the Atlanta Falcons have a better shot at winning versus the Carolina Panthers than the Bucks at Saints? I honestly think it's a little bit even, but I don't know yet. So this next game, I'm very disappointed with the odds here, um, but the Buffalo Bills are... Minus 260, and the Dolphins are plus 215 against the Bills. 
Uh, I actually like this line. Uh, it's just not as juicy as I wanted it to be because I think this is a 50-50. Uh, I think Miami can actually win, or like 60-40, which is more than enough to justify the plus 215. So, I like that. I'm going to write that down, too. I know the Dolphins have been disappointing me all season with these picks, but uh, the Dolphins... But the Dolphins have been trying. Like, they, they're not entangled. They're they're legitimately doing well. Like, trying, like, playing well. Lower. Better. <laughs> um, but plus 215 for the Dolphins does seem... Does not seem unreasonable. Alright, so going down, uh, the Texans are plus 175 against the Ravens. I don't like that line. I think Baltimore just crushes more, and Houston away, I don't know, I think they're coming off a bye or something like that. Um, then we have the Jets, which are even against the Redskins, not touching that. That's not good value. Here's an interesting one. Uh, plus 425, the Cardinals against the 49ers. I in my heart of hearts, I you know I told you guys I think this claim is going to be a lot closer. I think this might actually come down to the wire. Uh, the Arizona offense is, is pretty stellar, and the San Francisco 49ers looked a little bit shook. They can certainly bounce back, and they can win this. They can win this. Um, but the fact that this right is eleven and a half, which is absurd, I I'm going to snap like once I once my money clears out, I cash out all my game winnings. But um, but I'm able to get use my whatever remaining funds to put in. Uh, that plus 11 and a half makes zero sense. The fact that they're plus 425 and the money line, uh, even though I think it's a 50-50, I, that is one I can't ignore. That, just like the Miami one, Miami one is still a little bit skeptical because they're still starting to come off, they're starting to come up, and me picking Miami is more, more of a knock against the Buffalo Bills. But, this is an Arizona team which I have more faith in, and I'm not even trying to knock on the 49ers. I just think the Arizona is deceptively good, that more better than their record has been showing. The fact that they're 425 is ridiculous. So, uh, four, four, two, yeah, 425, that is nuts. This might be a really good weekend. Uh, next team, at the Bengals, plus 350 over the Raiders. Okay, oh sorry, the next game is the Patriots over the Eagles. Eagles are plus 170. I, no, no. They can win, but not good odds. So, the Bengals, this is what I mean, the Bengals are plus 350 over the Raiders. The Raiders are an improved team versus a winless, uninspired Bengals team. Okay, the fact that the Bengals are plus 350 with a smaller chance to win than the Arizona Cardinals, which seems like it's more of like even a worst case, they lose 25% of the time, or win 25% of the time. Okay. It, like, the value in the Cardinals pick is absurd. And yeah, Bengals could win, but I'm not trusting I'm not trusting it. I actually like the Raiders in this one. In the next game, I have the Bears, uh, which is plus 250 over the Rams. And I think that one is kind of juicy, but uh, I can't imagine Chicago more score, scoring more than like 20 points like ever against a decent team. And Rams are decent. I know they're downtrending, but they are still decent. Um, same, th- same thing could be said with the Chiefs and Chargers. The Chiefs, I don't know where they're at. Uh, Chargers could win. That's a plus 170. Uh, and it, that actually does seem fairly profitable. Uh, it is a plus 170. They could win. Uh, but it's Monday night. Mahomes he could be injured, too. That's the thing. There's so many things that be going on here. I don't trust the 170. I think it's about EV. 
but how I feel about all the other teams in my assessments, I feel a lot better going that route. So, the teams that struck me as interesting, which have good value. Uh, let's see. Arizona Cardinals, plus 425. I'm blocking that one in. Miami Dolphins, plus 215. Uh, I kind of wish the odds were better, but uh, 215, I still think they win. Uh, <laughs> I do think they win. So, And then Falcons versus Panthers. The Falcons-Panthers one is not looking terrible. Uh, assuming the Saints' loss was more a blip on the radar and the Falcons could show that they can be consistent, which they haven't, and I'm still not liking the plus 205 there. The Bucks versus the Saints. That one, I do think, like, the Bucks can, you know, can nut out and go win against the Saints. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't hate that. I feel it's kind of dirty doing that, but uh, that one is certainly possible. But my max value, I think, is the Broncos here, too. So, three picks. Three official picks. The Broncos, plus 400. Locking that in. The Miami Dolphins, plus 215. Locking that in. Uh, and then the Cardinals are plus 425. Locking that in. So, we'll see how that goes. Even just winning um, one of these actually makes my day even, or will make that day even. Uh, winning two of them uh, makes me very profitable. Very profitable. And again, that's the difference here. Um, these are underdog picks. This is like the this is the loosest I've been since week one in the, regards to the to the odds. Uh, I think with a lot of these teams having their bye weeks too, I feel like the momentum of like a lot of these games going on. There's like a lot of uncertainty. Uh, I I don't know. There's something off. I feel like there's something off. There's off in the air that I think these underdog picks can actually uh, pull through. So there you have it, guys. Hopefully you enjoyed these uh, this, these picks, this podcast. I'm doing, I'm try, like I said, I'm working on, on improving the podcast quality over time. Uh, I'm going to be getting uh, my new computer once I once I get these cash out earnings, uh, and and then improving the quality. Uh, not that I say I can't do it now, but I want to like the time to edit, record, and do everything else. Put it on video. It's not there, and I'm falling behind again. And and I don't know it. Uh, I would rather just focus on uh, producing the podcast and pushing it out and making the podcast quality itself up there and to worry about all the marketing and everything else with the podcast because, uh, yeah, I haven't really actively been promoting this, but I want to get to a place where I feel like I am comfortable that, you know, the, which where I'm comfortable releasing it. Uh, but, yeah, you know, who knows? I still keep, you know, people keep downloading. And if you have any feedback, any questions or topics you want me to talk about more in depth, uh, reach out to me on droolishpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, feel free to reach out to me on Twitter or Facebook. Just type in droolishpodcast. And, uh, yeah, you guys, you guys have a great day. And dream easy.